Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action. <laughs> hey! hey! Yeah, we are back yeah. after the Thanksgiving break. How did everybody's Thanksgiving go? It's great. As they call it in Barovia, the Festival of the Dead Fowl. Oh, yes, oh. yes. Yes. So, but yeah. not in Holly's house. It's yes, that is correct. No, Imitation we had, dead fowl. We had half one Thanksgiving at with Jared and Heidi. Ross and I did, and then we also um, had one at my house. That one didn't have any dead fowl though, but it had loaves of stuff. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a dead fowl fan myself either. It's okay. I don't. I, so, I, I've never had a tofurkey though. Was it good? Neither have I. So the gardein roast is really where it's at. Tofurkey is really good, but the gardein roast is just great. Sardine roast is good, yeah. Yeah, it's good. So speaking of roasts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm just going to cry myself. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) The characters uh, encountered Strahd's carriage uh, pulled by two great black horses. And they hopped inside and took a ride to Castle Ravenloft. Uh, And joining them for the ride was a crazy mad mage. Um, who called himself Mordenkainen. And upon, and upon arriving at the castle, um, uh, there was some interplay in which Mordenkainen told the Waffle crew that in order to, fe- to make it possible to defeat Strahd, uh, someone would have to destroy the heart of the castle. And that's something that he decided to undertake on his own, uh, leaving you uh, to deal with the vampire lord himself. And uh, shortly after your uh, arrival at the castle, you found the dead remains of Falcon, which Diath absently started to gnaw on. Uh, much oh, I forgot about that. Ugh! I know. Yes. Did. <laughs> Jared didn't forget. Yes. Uh, there was also an encounter with uh, the Dusk Elf you know as Casimir, who uh, also happens to be the Chamberlain of the castle, Rahadin. Uh, but you fought and slew him as well as destroyed a number of gargoyles that were guarding the main foyer. <laughs> yes, that was us. We did that. Yes. We yes. did. It was teamwork. All we were so good. Ourselves. And Mordenkainen Morden went stalking upstairs up the grand staircase and disappeared from view, leaving you down in the foyer with music, organ music playing uh, off in, an, in the opposite direction. And that's kind of where you were headed. Yeah. What was it called, the thing he was looking for again? Heart of Sorrow. Hmm. Yes. Um, and he believed he needed to go up. Now, Paulton, as it turns out, has been in the castle before. 
and knows where that music comes from because he's been in that room before. And it's recently come to light uh, that uh, these are all facts. And Evelyn, DF, and Strix, you now know that this is not Paulton's first time here. I'm sure he has a great reason for not having told us that before. What is that great reason, Paulton? Let me let me tell you that reason. Oh man, it is a great reason. It's the greatest of reasons. Mm-hmm. Don't say y'all, y'all aren't y'all aren't y'all aren't ready for it. So uh, <laughs> oh. I'll, let you, I'll let you mentally prep for it. But it's a good reason. You have you have a good reason, like a really yeah. cool, like one that's not going to make us like have to like you know throw you out of the party or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Is Rahadin still tiny and at our feet? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes you shrunk him down with your magic, and he is still, uh, <laughs> at least until the spell ends, uh, yeah. a mini. So, we need to get rid of him so that they don't think that he's he's our other wizard friend. So can oh. we, just, we need, also need to stab him. Do you need him to stab yeah, anything? Much to your relief, too, all the thousands of myriad voices that scream uh, in your head whenever he's around, they are also silent. Oh. They're not just tiny voices like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that means we've done it. All the thousands of people that he has killed, we finally put to rest. Yeah, we avenge them. Sure Look at are. us. Are you sure? You sure we just can't not? Oh, I don't know about that, actually. You, yeah, like, what are you talking about? I've never heard them, so. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know about the voices. Who has the stakes? Did I take? Who has them? I know we have some. I don't have any stakes. I'm a vegetarian. Ugh. <laughs> I have the silver dagger. Yes, you do have the silver dagger. The whole, I know Strix, I, has, Strix has the puppet. Right. The, the holy We got holy water and steaks. What and I have a song in my heart. I'm just going to assume that I stuffed it in my robes then. What song is it? Um, <laughs> along with the excuse, I will get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The worst. Uh, well, I want to stab what's-his-face with the steak before we do okay. anything. Yes, I'm afraid you, of him. You'll you pale the dusk elf on the stake. His corpse does not uh, tremble or move. Plunge it into his black, black heart. Good, perfect. You're not getting up. You suck. Are you going to leave the stake embedded in his body? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Strix actually brings up a good idea. We should find some way to get rid of the body. If not for our own sake, but to help mask Mordenkind's objective. I have an idea. What is it? The hut. What? The, the hut. hut. <laughs> you can put him in the hut. Paulton's hut. Well, the thing is with the hut, as soon as Paulton leaves it, the hut goes away. Oh, so he can't just chill in there with the body forever. (laughs) It also leaves a giant hut in the middle. (laughs) A very conspicuous dome of magic. Yeah, Yeah, look, we... We're being lured down this hallway to wherever that music is coming from. We can't get there yet. We still need to get the Strixie thing. Yeah. Strix thing. From, from <laughs> oh, the bone. You mean the bone room, the bone yeah. sword thing. Yeah. We don't know where that is, though. No, we don't. Although apparently someone here might have a clue. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> probably why you didn't tell us. It was a surprise for us. What are we talking about? Did you see a room of bones, Paulton? I, I, no, that I did not see. Hmm. See, he didn't see it, so now we definitely don't know where it is. We might be able to ask 
something in this castle or someone. Okay, so he doesn't know where it is, but at the very least, you know where it is not. That still helps. Oh, that's true, yeah. This is true, because I definitely remember all the details off the top of my head. Yeah, so, uh, Paulton, you do remember being in a dungeon. Uh, in it a, was a dungeon. torture chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember the room with the magic brazier, that's for sure. And you also remember being uh, taken to meet Strahd in his library, where there was a big picture of Arena above a burning uh, big fireplace. Uh, you also saw a corpse there uh, belonging to the priest at the start of the adventure. Um, uh, and of course, there's the organ chamber slash dining hall uh, to your south, and you can actually see light spilling through doors that are cracked open. That's probably why you can hear the music so clearly. That's where you... Uh, I was an ossuary, because obviously I know what that word means. Yes. I love ossuaries. Where... <laughs> I know a lot about ossuaries. Generally, where would that be within the setting of a castle? If I had to take a guess. Definitely it would be some kind of tomb. It would be... Yeah, it'd be like underground. Yeah. Uh, I mean, bones go underground. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But I'm a, I am just gonna throw this out here that I am very afraid to walk around this castle. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'm not afraid because I know that the reason that Paulton didn't tell us is because he knows this place and he's gonna show us exactly what to do. Ah. <laughs> Isn't that right? It was just a surprise for us. You sweet, sweet, sweet little bard. Yeah, we can yell at him about that later, but we're going to try to mess with that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're standing, you're standing in the, uh, the flickering torchlight of this pillared uh, hall foyer. Uh, you can see um, in the direction opposite the staircase the sort of slash of light coming through double doors music is originating out of, that light sort of casts across the hall and illuminates what appears to be another archway, a narrower archway, which Paulton, you know, leads to a spiral staircase going up and down. Mm -hmm. And that's the staircase that goes down to the... It goes down to the dungeons and up to the study. Okay. I will convey this information. Okay. Well, we could go down to the dungeon, or we could see... I mean, I'm sure that Big Scary Face knows we're here anyway. That's why he's giving us his weird sonata. Right. That dude can wait. (laughs) Maybe he just likes playing music. Yeah. Huh? This is a lovely song, though. Do you know it? Can you play it? (sighs) I like it when you play... So we should probably make a decision on the, the direction in which we are going to proceed. Discuss. Towards wherever we believe the bone ossuary would be. I've got an idea to help us get there and help to not raise too much suspicion. I think it would be down just as an... As I think an so too. That sounds totally reasonable. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Let's get rid of Rahadin's body or mask it or hide it or... Let's carry it down to the... It's very small. Why don't we just crush it? It's not that small. It's like like halfling size. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought it was like tiny. Proto size. <laughs> well, it's still easy to smash. Is there anywhere we can hide it in here? Well, uh, this this hallway is sort of dusty and unkempt. There are there's a pillar you could hide behind, or there's probably like uh, some dusty corners you could stuff them in and sort of kick some. Uh, just we pull like a tapestry down over him. And, yeah, can we put like chunks of destroyed gargoyle on him? Yeah. You could do that right. too. You could bury him under the wreckage of uh, smashed gargoyles. Okay, let's do something like that. Uh, because I feel like if they know Rahadin is dead, that's going to raise suspicion possibly with other people here within the castle. However, if they see Rahadin walking around with, say, three prisoners, we might be okay. That's true. He's so, tiny. <laughs> Not a factor right now, Strix. I know you're proud of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think you look much like Rahadine. No. Strix, I've seen you do this before. You have been impeccable. Oh, I can't do that anymore. I can just turn people tiny. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> I am going to reach onto my belt and take my potion of polymorph. And oh. hand it over to Strix. Oh, wait, I have to be him? I hate him. You've been the best at impersonating other people. Oh, the best. Mind how good you've been at it. Oh, that's the <laughs> worst lie I've heard this entire time we've been here. Your impression of Stride was spot on. Stop lying to me, Evelyn. Yeah, when did you even do an impression of Strahd? I thought he was there. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely oh, good. Fine. All right, cool. Okay, I'll just take the potion and drink it. You could use this become Rahadin, and we will be then your prisoners. Uh, Paulton might be a prisoner too, or on your side, depending on Paulton. But Why would he be on their side? It's not like they know him or anything. Yeah. No, but his shadow would say otherwise. What? All this said, but I think that's our best option to get through without raising too much alarm suspicion. We could just be being brought, say, the bonus, where we will will be slaughtered and our bones added to that. But instead, we get the thing. Wait, maybe we can find the ossuary just by, if I walk in as Rahadin and ask everyone in the, you know, the chamber over there and just be like, I forgot something with, where is the bones again? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do you think... I'm a good actor. <laughs> You're right. Actually, I have no reservations whatsoever. You are the best actress I've ever met. Let's do it. Here, it's settled. This is our best <laughs> <that's sad. laughs> All right, so I'll drink the potion. Okay. And uh, you transform into Rahadin before Ugh. everyone's eyes. Ugh. Gross. Congratulations. Now you're um, nasty. Minus, minus all of the horrific uh, uh, psychic voices. Could I possibly use my uh, prestidigitation to, to mimic those voices around me? You could. All right. I'm going to try and do that so that no one gets suspicious of not having this horrible screams. Okay. And Evelyn will hear them this time, and I kind of do it just to spite her. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what is that? Why are you doing that? What is yeah. that? Yeah, you are horrified at the sounds that Strix is able to conjure with her spell. Why? Strix, why? Strix, that's what it sounded like to the rest of us, complainy pants. Dang, Strix, this is just a little too accurate. Does it actually sound just like the voices? Yeah, she can create uh, these audible sounds um, as close close approximation as she can uh, to the twisted voices. And given her imagination and just how dark she is, uh, she has no trouble 
making them very disturbing. Um, oh, good. And as long this as she wasn't annoying before. As long as she concentrates, she can basically keep that up for an hour. You just Sweet. hear all these terrifying noises. Some of them are probably saying things that are nothing like Rodine would have thought. <laughs> I'm scary and sad. Ah. And it's like, oh, that cute little snip, uh, snicky sticks. <laughs> all, right. all right, perfect. We have some form okay. of cover. You know, it's not great. This at least gives us some form of surprise. Should we raise suspicion? Yeah. So, you, if, so should I go in there and ask them where the the ossuary no, is? You should oh. not. There's. I feel like if you go in there to ask where the bone ossuary is, people will immediately raise suspicion. You should know as Asmir where the bone ossuary is. Okay. So maybe you should just I go mean, like okay, I'm over there. <laughs> All right. You should you should leave. Well, I'll be right there. All right, I'll lead everyone down the steps then. Okay. By the way, DF, you look for traps because I'm bad at that. You got it. I will actively do that using my dungeon delver feet, so I automatically have advantage against seeing any and all traps, Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> and you make your way yeah. down the uh, south hall, uh, out of the main foyer. Uh, you do get to a point where you're standing basically between uh, this hallway that leads to the spiral staircase going down, uh, which is a dusty, dark hallway. And across... On the wall across from that are the double doors leading into the room with the music um, coming out of it, the, the pipe organ music. Uh, as you kind of look in that direction, I know you're not aiming to go there, but you can certainly see into the room at this point because the doors are open about a foot and a half. Uh, you can see that the dining hall is uh, not, uh, it, it, it's, there's light pouring out of it. It's obviously brightly lit. Uh, you can see what appear to be crystal chandeliers generating the light, possibly magically. Uh, and there is a table arrayed with food. Um, and you can see a figure seated at the grand pipe organ on the far side of the room. And it is wearing, it is a dark black cloak clad entity. Not here. Um, and it's got its back to you and is playing the organ. Um, and as you begin to make your way down the hall searching for traps, I'd like you to make a perception check. All of us are just the screams? Just DF who's searching. You got it. Ha! Ha ha! Natural 20! Whoa! You see. Ha ha ha! That's pretty good. Um, yeah, that was a good air horn. Yeah, yeah that was really good. <laughs> Not like I practiced or anything. That's right. the bard right there. Okay. Uh, as you make your way down the hall and to the steps, uh, very perceptively looking around, you don't see anything that resembles a trap. Um, cool. Occasionally in the stairwell, you can see there are niches that have old candelabras uh, resting in them, but they're not lit. There are candles in them, should you wish to take one. Um, but it's a dark staircase. So you basically need your own light. What are you using at this point? We can use my my um, drift globe. Boop. Okay, great. So Rahadin has got the drift globe out in his hand. Uh, as you make your way down the steps, DF blazing the way, you are able to get all the way down to the bottom of the steps, DF, confident that there are no traps whatsoever. And you realize now you are in the level of the castle that is partially flooded. The steps descend down into dark, briny water. And oh, there is a long hallway... Uh, extending out from the stairwell at this point, going off in a single direction, and it is about, got about uh, two feet of water. 
You, re you recognize this, Paulton? Paulton certainly does. This is the flooded dungeon that he found himself in. Is, are there any bone rooms down here? So, Paulton, you know that a little ways down the hall, there are two branches to the left and right that are going to lead to the cells, um, there are, uh, which are even more sunk than this hallway. You also were warned at one point that there are hidden traps in the floor of this flooded hallway. And you remember being told where they were. There was like a pattern to follow, um, but you're not exactly sure. Maybe, <laughs> maybe an intelligence check might be in order. All right. Oh, God. Uh, let's see here. What is my... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leo. You're not that smart. Dude, I start off with a nat 20. You can do it too. 11? Okay. All right. You also know that at the very end of this hallway, uh, just beyond the range of the drift globe light, is where it opens up into the torture chamber. We fought those horrible zombies that rose from the water. Uh, with the help of a strange man uh, who you haven't seen since he disappeared into the fires of the brazier. Uh, but uh, you think, Paulton, you have enough recollection of where those traps in the floor are that you could, were you to lead the way, Guide the party safely down the length of this. All right. So uh, there's uh, there's traps in this deal, and I uh, I feel okay about remembering where they are. Ish, kind of. <laughs> I just can't wait until you tell us how you know all this stuff. I think it's going to be such a great surprise that I'm going to feel happy about not mad or scared or betrayed or anything. Maybe the trap will kill me before that. <laughs> no. Do you think the bone room is down here, though? I don't want yeah, to just wade into this water for no reason. Yeah, are we even going to where you think would be the right There's, there was, well, there's there was, uh, nothing, there was nothing down here that he saw that looked like a bone room. Is there any other possibilities in the directions we're going? Are there any rooms you didn't go into? Uh, Paulton only was in, he was in one of two cell blocks. He didn't go into the other one assuming it just holds cells. Uh, the room that had the brazier in it had some other doors off of it, one of which led up to uh, upstairs, and Halton was led up there by Rahadin at one point. Uh, but it led to... It didn't lead to a bone chamber. Hmm. Chris, can you get your mic a little bit closer to your mouth? You're cutting out every now and then. Oh, I'm sorry. Can, is that a little better? Should be. Should. Okay. Yeah, there were, there were a few rooms that... Um, I didn't have the pleasure of seeing, so maybe it's right. worth looking into. Sounds like it's worth a try. You do recall, Paulton, that when you were led upstairs by Rahadin to meet with Strahd, there were some other doorways upstairs um, that you didn't go through, so maybe it's worth pursuing this direction. All right. Yeah. You lead uh, the way, Paulton. I'll just stand back here looking scary and making fake screams. Uh, how much room is there? Well... Evelyn's kind of been hanging back on the stairs. Like, yeah. everyone's kind of tromped into the water, but she, like, kind of, like, put a foot over the water and then kind of, like, recoiled and kind of... Mm -hmm. uh, how much room is there between the water and the ceiling? Uh, there is enough room for you to fly over the water, if you so wish. The ceiling is about eight feet high, so you got about six feet above the water. So she just kind of primly floats above the water okay. and tries not to touch anything. All right, so you can all hear the soft, soft fluttering of her boots. I'll make sure to stomp really hard. Splash, <laughs> splash, 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 splash. I fair. back away from Strix. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paulton leads you on a wending, winding path down this flooded hallway. 
uh, into a large spacious chamber with chains hanging from the ceiling and dark shapes rising up out of the watery floor that uh, you come to realize are things like racks and iron maidens and other instruments of torture. You can also see bloated bodies floating in the water. Uh, some of them um, uh, looks like they've been uh, hacked up with a sword of some kind. It's quite ew, a, ew. a horrific mess. Ew. Just like home. Ew. Isn't that interesting? Ew. There's there a balcony on the bodies? That, <laughs> there's a balcony that overlooks the torture chamber that has two thrones on it, like it's some sort of spectator. Ugh. Place. Ew. Uh, yeah, and behind up. that, what appears to be, uh, behind the thrones is a torn, tattered red curtain, which Paulton points to and says, uh, there is a room behind the curtain. All right, well, let's let's scoot scoot in there. I mean, okay. ah, I'm scary. Splish, splish, splish through the bodies. You kind of push and nudge them aside. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, they're really quite horrific. And then you climb up onto the balcony where it's dry and evil, and you can just set yourself daintily down upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of perch on the edge. Uh, <laughs> beyond the curtain uh, is a doorway. Uh, that stands closed. Paulton, you know that beyond the door is that room with the burning brazier. Um, that's the room with the with the, the, the throwing and the and the portals and whatnot. It's got the portals, yeah, cool. with the stones that you throw into the fire. Okay. Um, so there's a room. You can like, I don't know, travel to a bunch of different places. I, that might is that worth exploring? Does that sound interesting? I don't know. Travel I mean, to different places? Like we could travel. Did you find a way out of Barovia for us, you sweet, sweet, sweet bard? Is that what you found? Is that why this is a secret? Sure. <laughs> we have That's a real way sweet. out of Barovia, Evelyn. And it's by murdering Strahd. Well, I think that's probably better because then we're saving everyone here. But it was a nice, right. I mean, that was the thought that counted, that Paulton was trying to surprise yeah. us. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so, that's why I was here. That's actually, that could be a very useful room if for some reason we need to, say, get out of here real fast. Yes. Or if we need to go to a bone room, maybe this room knows how to get us there. Is there anything else past that room, Bolton? Yeah, there are some doors. There's some doors. (laughs) Where are the doors Let's check those out first. Elsewhere. Let's check out the doors. You're going to have to open up this door in front of you uh, (laughs) and enter the brazier before you... All right. You're, you're in front. Great. I'll open the door. Okay. When you do, you see a room that's roughly 30 feet square uh, and uh, rises to a 20-foot high flat ceiling. Now, there are three doors on the opposite wall, all made of heavy iron-bound wood, all standing closed. One, two, three in a row. To your left and to your right are deep alcoves, one on each wall. And in those alcoves is an iron statue of a knight astride a great black horse. These two statues face each other, looking into the room. And both horses are reared up uh, on their hind legs. Uh, These statues are life-sized, and like I said, completely made of uh, cast iron. Now, Paulton, where you saw the brazier, you do not see anything now. The center of the room is basically empty. There are some chains hanging from the ceiling, and you remember at one point there was an hourglass that dangled from them. That has been removed. The brazier, which was a heavy stone thing, like you can't imagine anybody picking it up and lifting it, 
was about eight, nine feet across. That is just simply not there. And instead, all you see is a bare stone floor in kind of a circular tiled pattern. It's like somebody just picked it up and took it away, disintegrated it, or removed it entirely. I'm not sure how. You can't, it wouldn't even fit through any of the doors. So uh, apparently since last time, there were some renovations. <laughs> and um, the quick way out is no longer here. That's not surprising. There are, so, however, the three doors. There are the three doors. <laughs> and you know nothing about any one of these three doors? He does. He knows that the left-hand door, the leftmost door, uh, has a staircase behind it that leads up to an office, or a series of offices, really, um, that uh, Rahadin took him up uh, when he was leading him up to the straw. Now, how much of that Paulton wants to share with you is entirely up to you. There might be a staircase that leads up to some offices, I'm guessing. That doesn't sound uh, you like don't, You did not open uh, either the middle door or the door to the right. So those are unknown. Okay. The other two could be bone rooms. That. Sweet. That's what we're looking for. That's what oh. we're hoping to be, at least. I am also crazy <laughs> suspicious of this situation. Oh, you mean the statues that are totally probably real and going to kill us? Yeah. That's, those are the ones. No, they're cute. I go pet one of the horse's noses. Look <laughs> how cute they are. Yeah. Okay. The statue remains inanimate. See, just a little cute statue, Strix. Nothing to worry now. about. I mean, Rahadeen. Break it now. I don't want to break it. It's cute. <sighs> All those All right. scary, scary voices not, are messing with your head. This is not time for an appreciation of the arts. <laughs> All time, it's time for an appreciation of beauty because beauty is the representation of the light in Dear, our can lives. Can you check those doors? Yeah, when we find true over. beauty, we must celebrate it for it speaks to the light within all I'm of us. I'm going to make the screams louder. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I uh, will make my way to the doors to see if okay. they are locked and or trapped. The entire time, doing like the careful sidestepping, eyes darting all around on the floor and the ceiling, make sure there's no kind of pressure plates or hidden wires or anything with glowy eyes or whatever. Yep, absolutely. Um, make a perception check as you uh, carefully navigate the floor. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, 24. Wow. Okay, so one thing you do notice is that there is something about the floor that is unusual. As I said, the, the tiles sort of... You're, done in a radial pattern that kind of originates in the center of the room and goes outward in a circular way. Uh, there's a section in the middle of the floor that you think might be a pressure plate or a cover or something. Um, a circular um, slab of stone. And uh, so you do notice that. And when you make your way over to the other two doors, you can see that, at least at the moment, they appear neither locked nor trapped. No one step there. I point at the Where? floor. Um, okay. Don't entirely know what's up with that. It Are is- you sure we don't want to step on it? Maybe it'd be a good idea to step on it and see what it does. Not yet, Evelyn. Let me check these out first. Uh, I will open the center door followed by the right door to see if any of these have possible staircases leading down or whatever. You open up the center door and you see a staircase beyond it that leads up, but it doesn't lead up very far. Um, 
It goes up maybe about 20 feet to some sort of dusty corridor that bends to the, that goes to the right. Um, so the corridor up above doesn't look, it's got cobwebs hanging in it. It doesn't look well-traveled. The door on the right opens up onto a landing at the bottom of a spiral staircase that also goes up, but you can't see where it goes to because it just curls around. Well, damn. So it's all up from here. Got to check both. Yeah. I kind of like the feeling of the cobwebby one. I don't feel like there's many reasons to visit a bone ossuary very often. That's true. I, for one, do not like cobwebs. I'm just putting that out there. That's fine. Strix is leading. <laughs> I like cobwebs. Oh, she loves cobwebs. Yeah. That'll be fun. Do you want some? No, thank you. Thanks for <laughs> offering, though. Now, that said, I did notice something suspicious in the center of this room. So this, the, cent, the center place where I saw the weird stone, I'm not sure if it's a pressure plate or if it's perhaps like a, a trap door that could open up somehow or... Um, what if I throw something at it? Don't. <laughs> you're, you're not exactly sure what its function is, um, but it could be a, a lid or a pressure plate. Lid or a pressure plate. Oh, I got my corrections backwards here. Never mind. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll come back to this. I, I don't trust it. Don't touch it. Just, just don't touch it. Let's just go in the cobweb thing. You yeah. look for traps, and we'll just go see if that leads right. us to we'll, it. Yeah, we'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go down the cobwebby area just okay. to see if that leads us towards anything that looks promising. If for some reason it doesn't work, we can double back. Yeah, you climb up the stairs, and uh, at the top of the stairs, like I said, you're the basically the far end of a hallway. Um, that goes off straight into darkness. Uh, the hallway is kind of um, tapers and reaches a point um, about eight feet high. Uh, and uh, it, it's got flagstones uh, set into the floor, and old crumbly damp mortared walls, and it's absolutely forlorn. Uh, nothing living has passed through this hallway in ages. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Evelyn. Um, yeah. There's something about this hall that is strangely alluring. You're not sure why, but for an instant, it's almost as if the cobwebs are moving in a way that suggests they're beckoning you. Do I feel like they're beckoning me in a like... I guess I would do like a religion check to see if they're sure. beckoning me in a way that is toward the light or in a way of temptation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the spider's like, come back. to the light. Yeah. <laughs> We're holy spiders. We, we won't bite you. We are the spiders in the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I only rolled a seven. Okay, you have no idea. And you think you might just be... Nobody else seems to be noticing that the cobwebs are moving strangely. Uh, so maybe it's all in your head. Strix's voices are starting to freak you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like shaking it off, but I'm very intent on it. So I'm kind of urging them forward. Like, let's, let's go. Let's, yeah, let's see if the no, bones are here. There's no branches on this hallway. It just goes off straight uh, as far as your light can see. I am pushing Strix in front of me and hiding behind her so she can hit all the cobwebs. And I'm like, come on, let's go. So Strix, you're going to lead the way? Yes. Of course. 
I'll, I'll be behind her. Yeah, search for traps, Keeping please. Careful watch, yeah. Well, if he's searching for traps behind you, he's not going to find anything before you set it off. Sorry. Oh, then you go in front of me, DF. I mean, prisoner? Side by side. <laughs> you do actually have enough room here that you could stand side by side. Okay, you can come. Oh. I'll just, like, pull him forward and be like, yes, prisoner, look for traps. Perfect. Perfect facade. <laughs> right. Um, there's a very thin layer of kind of a fog that's coalesced on the floor here, but Diath, make a perception check. Yay! This is my favorite because I got a lot of points into it. Hooray! <laughs> mm, ten. Okay. Um, the fog is... That's the lowest I can go with a natural one. Yeah, the fog and the cobwebs are kind of confounding you. Um, and uh, you come to a point in the tunnel where suddenly... The floor gives way underneath yours and Strix's feet. Cool. I'm holding on to like I'm holding on to Strix. So can I like at least not because I know I can't really carry her, but can I try to get her to like the edge of where it fell through and like let her grab on or something? Uh, well, let's see. First things first. I need uh, uh, Evelyn, Strix, and Diath to make a dexterity saving throw. Is this versus traps? Uh, this is a yes, absolutely versus traps. And Evelyn, you're making it to see whether or not you're fast enough to grab Strix before she falls. Okay. Whoa. 21. Very good. What was the what was it? Dexterity? Yeah. So I have the thanks to Dungeon Deller feet, I have advantage versus traps. You sure do. So you get to roll twice and take the higher result. Sure did. Nine. Nah. Okay. <laughs> and Strix, how did you do? I got a six. Okay. <laughs> Both Strix and Diath are completely caught by surprise as the floor tilts down underneath their feet. Uh, it kind of tilts in one direction, and you see that it uh, becomes part of a ramp that descends into darkness. Um, Diath disappears down that no! ramp. <laughs> and it's, the floor of the ramp is very, very smooth, so Diath has nothing to cling on to as he vanishes from sight. Strix, you would have gone with him had Evelyn not been on the ball and grabbed hold of you. I'm fine. I like the hood. I've got you. <laughs> my, my luxurious elf hair. Yes. Diath, you're not exactly sure how long the ramp is, but you think it might be about 50 feet. I'll be okay! You, <laughs> you suddenly... Everything's fine! Um, uh, you hear a door or hatch or something slide away ahead of you, and you oh, no. are dropped unceremoniously into what appears to be a flooded dungeon cell. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we yell, yell down, hello, can you hear us? And then the floor uh, resets itself. And uh, you guys are closed off from your friend. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, uh, I pull Holly off of it. And then I try to, to get the ramp to be a ramp again and go in after Dia. Okay. So, Diath, uh, for a moment, as you resurface in this dungeon cell, um, you can see a number of things. One, the water here is about five feet deep. So even while standing up, uh, you're kind of just neck up to your neck in water. Uh, there are rusty bars um, trapping you in this cubicle, this 10-foot by 10-foot cube, um, in what appears to be a cell block. And I'm just checking to see if you're alone. Let's see. Is DF alone? <laughs> He's, He's never alone. Or is he with somebody or something? 
This would be the time to say that Lathander is always there. Strahd is always with us. (laughs) We are never alone. All right. In the light Uh, of the morning. We are alone in this flooded cell. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, if you have a a moment, um, you want to do anything? Mostly get real upset at myself for falling for something so easy. (laughs) You didn't detract that trap, did you? And then getting sad that I just am now a burden upon my friends. Oh, no. And then just a little bit more sad because I never wanted to be behind bars again. Oh, man. But with that is so I'm, I'm clearly in some kind of prison. Yes. Now, uh, are these bars thick enough where I can get my hands through with, say, some lock picking tools? Can I get myself out of here? So, uh, yeah, you can see that each door is fitted with an iron lock. This lock is underwater. Um, but you have your thieves' tools. You could try to basically pick the lock from inside the cell. Um, however, you have disadvantage because you're on the wrong side of the lock um, and it's underwater. Oh, God. And Am I not able to get the, the trap door to fall I was just about again? to say, as you're pulling out your thieves' tools, uh, you hear... Uh, something coming down the ramp. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, like surfing, you know, down it because okay. I'm still applying pressure to it, but I'm also using my boots, so I'm not like falling. I'm just like looking super cool. Like, <laughs> I would like you then to make a, a dexterity check to look super cool. Okay, awesome. <laughs> if you have acrobatics, you can use that. Oh dang, Chris Perkins! I got a twenty-one, so I look really <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Evelyn comes gliding, surfing down the ramp into the cell with you, DF. <laughs> And then I, like, pause on the very end of the ramp. I don't, like, get off of it. I just hold it down. Okay. And then I'm like, need a lift? (laughs) I mean, can you? Well, I was thinking I could just do this, and I take uh, more uh, light fall, and I just kind of, like, it into the the wood of the ramp. And then I grab his... The ramp is actually made of black stone. Oh, that's not going to work then? No. Well... I figured we could try to climb it together, but I thought it might be better than you hanging out here. I could throw you a rope. That works too. Good idea, Strix. Thanks. But I'm not very strong. uh, Strix, after Evelyn triggers the ramp to go down, the ramp door closes behind her unless you try to wedge it open somehow. I thought that I was holding it with my feet. That's why I didn't get off the edge. So the, okay. So in other words, you're staying at the top of the ramp, Evelyn? So I don't know how long this ramp is, but I was thinking it's, like, it's it goes 50, like this. It's about 50 feet. Yeah. So I was like, shoop, and I stand here and I'm looking at DF. Can I not see him from there? So you can absolutely see DF, but now you're at the bottom of the ramp, right? Right. And I'm just holding it down like this. The top of the ramp has a lid. <laughs> what? I can wedge it with something. So oh, like, it went like this. Yeah. So like, there's a ramp here and it just opened itself down. Into oh. The, yeah. So now we're both stuck in here. Yeah, so the pit Wait. lid, the pit lid above you basically is a. Uh, is, so it's like this, and I yeah. went and I. Well, fell if off. I see if I see it closing, I'll definitely I'll grab one of my extra vampire stakes and just okay. put it in there. <laughs> All right, uh, when you jam your stake in, uh, you think that that will hold it open a little bit uh, for a while, but eventually, uh, since it's not as sturdy as an iron spike, it probably won't work for very long. Right, so I'm just gonna yell down there and be like, "You need to hurry and get back okay. up here real fast." Okay, throw me the rope. Okay, the rope comes down. And I I tie it off on anything I can find that is not me holding it. There is nothing. Paulton. (laughs) Tie it off on Paulton. 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 Yeah, I tie it off on Paulton. 
If I were but, to summon Morning Glory, does she have to summon to my location or could I summon her to Strix's location? Uh, I believe. Let me check the spell. Are we going to bring a horse in here? Yep. <laughs> I love horses. I can check too. I should have just checked myself. All right. So it's going to appear within 30 feet of you. So, I mean, Pythagorean theorem, like 50, it's the Pyopotenus. No. no. You're too far from Strix while you're at the bottom of the ramp. Dang it. You have to be about halfway up the ramp. Could. Okay. Between me and Paulson, we can pull you up. It'll be fine. Okay. I can just fly. You just have to pull him. Yeah. Okay. So you start flying up so you can hold the door and tie the rope around Dieth. Here, Dieth. Tie this around yourself. Not around your neck, though. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paulton, I would like, since you're the anchor. And I'm holding on to it, too. Um, I would like you and Strix to make, uh, I'd like actually you to make the strength check, Paulton. And Strix, <gasps> since you're aiding him, you give him advantage on the strength. Yes. Oh, okay. Let's do this. Zeta. And I flitter flutter up to help too and to hold open the thing. First one is a 19. Great. I guess we'll see. Uh, we're going to go with 19. <laughs> well, Paulton, uh, with Strix's help, you are able to brace yourself as uh, Evelyn and DF make their way back up into the hall. Woo! And I'm all wet. And DF is wet head to toe. You know, it looks like a drowned ghoul. <laughs> oh, no. It's a good look for you. It doesn't change much, honestly. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I, I was just trying to be nice. Well, I'm going to take my steak back because I need that. Okay. Uh, you probably you, could uh, stop you, with the screaming voices yeah. right now. No. You, really, you don't when need you, When you that. pull the steak free, you kind of break the whole end off it. Oh, my <laughs> steak. <laughs> oh, I have two more. It's fine. Yep. My baby. <laughs> my son. Yeah. Um, now knowing where the trap door is is the first step in avoiding it Uh, you can kind of um, uh, with Evelyn's uh, strength and resolve uh, get yourself across that trapped section of hallway All right, and and, and press on when you do you find that the passageway continues on another 50 feet and then ends at a stone door it looks like the door pulls inward checking the door Traps blocked, etc. I guessed. Show me the roll, or yes, please. Okay, perception, investigation. Uh, that'd be perception. All right, uh, seventeen. Okay, this door, as you inspected, is only three feet wide uh, and about five feet tall, and it's rectangular. Uh, you don't see any traps on it. Uh, way it uh, and uh, the hinges are on this side. Okay. Uh, when you kind of pull on the handle, you can feel because it's made out of stone, it's heavy, and it kind of makes that kind of stone on stone sound um, as you pull on it. Um, but with some strength, you can do so, and you don't believe it's trapped. Okay. I don't hear anything coming from the other side. You do not. All right. Part of that is because you think uh, this door is actually quite thick. Right. <clears throat> All right. Well. Uh, Evelyn, be ready just in case. Everyone, brace yourself. And I'll try I hold to, up Lightfall. I'll try to, look super scary, like, yes, you are my prisoners. Open by, by this time, Strix, you're absolutely draped in cobwebs because you've been walking <laughs> as you've been clearing the hall. 
fine. I'm just a scary elf in cobwebs now. Yeah, you are. I am so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as the door grinds open, um, you can see that you are now looking into, you're sort of in one corner of a vast dark catacombs with arched ceilings supported by wide columns that double as crypts. <gasps> Bones! Cobwebs <laughs> hang limp in the musty air, and a thick fog clings to the floor, which is covered in putrid waste. The black ceiling above is moving. Oh, I do not touch anything. Doesn't do look like bones, though. <clears throat> don't see any bones, no. I mean, it's it looks like the floor is covered in a black mud, and oh, the gross. black ceiling literally is undulating. I mean, it's it's catacomby. They're bats. Is it? Is, do I know they're? Do, are they bats? You your, yeah, absolutely. When you shine your drift globe up, you can see that the ceiling is absolutely covered with bats. Thousands. Aww. They're so cute. Yeah. Finally, we agree on something. Yeah, yeah. isn't that special? But, the light so, of Lathander shines upon our friendship. There are, um, are there any doors we can see that might lead somewhere? Oh my goodness! Um, so oh, no. uh, this <laughs> this great catacombs that you're in. The, the pillars that support the, the vault, the curved vaulted ceiling, um, are these great, thick, rectangular kind of uh, hollow columns. Uh, and each of them has a crypt door set into one side of it. Mm. So there are all these crypt doors um, kind of looking back at you from various angles and whatnot. Now, the catacombs is so vast, and it kind of opens up so far ahead of you um, into the darkness that it forms an almost maze, uh, a catacomb maze. Uh, and you've got to think there's other ways out of this giant complex. Is this an ossuary? <laughs> no, we need a place made of bones, not right. housing bones. Oh. I really don't want to see what's ever inside of these doors come to life and try and kill us right now, <laughs> just I as agree. an aside. I don't want to see that either. So maybe we should just back up slowly and go in the other door. Wait, so you don't think this is the right way? If we can't find a door out of here, because we need the building, the walls to be made of bones. Not not the not the bones in in the building to come back to life and kill us and or ruin our lives. Right. So this is some sort of crypt just holding dead things. I'm kind of curious to know who would be so important that they would keep two tombs for them right here in the center. Obviously, all of Sarad's relatives and butlers and pets. Who knows? I don't know. I'm also scared of all these their doors off to the side, like you said. Who knows Evelyn? what will open up? Evelyn, mm-hmm. uh, you feel, um, again, something trying to usher you forth. In this case, though, it isn't cob. It, the cobwebs continue to sort of move ahead of you, and the way they kind of billow suggests they're almost creating a passage for you to follow. Um, but none of your friends seem to take notice of this. The passage kind of leads you, um, kind of direct, in deeper, deeper into the catacombs. I feel like we should keep going. I'm sorry, Evelyn. What? I, I, I feel like. There's a reason for us to go deeper. Is the reason, Lathander? 
you know, the reason for everything is Lathander and the light in all of us is I'm the sorry. light of the I'm morning sorry. Lord. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. just if you want, you could just stay here real quick. I'm just going to go check and see what's kind of <laughs> over there on the other side. And I just kind of start oh, like, don't go by yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's better this way. If she doesn't touch anything in the floor, she won't trigger anything. Unless it's a string or an axe or like a spell or, you know. I'll be real careful. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Off she goes. Bye. To the dark catacombs, ah! leaving you back at the door. And the funny thing is, as you guys watch, the, the hanging, all of the drapes of cobwebs seem to part before her. See, it's not so bad. Uh, you pass a crypt, which has an epitaph written on it that says, Artista de Slop, Court Ceiling Painter. There's a ceiling uh, painter. You pass another crypt that has uh, an epitaph that reads, Lady Isolde Yunk, Isolde the Incredible, purveyor <gasps> of antiques and imports. There's an antique seller here, too. Uh, you pass I think her business is closed. <laughs> you, see a, you see a crypt. Its epitaph says, Prince Ariel du Plumet. Ariel the Heavy. Oh, there's a heavy prince, too. Yep. And you see a crypt. You pass a crypt, uh, the epitaph that reads, Artank Swilovich, friend and member of the Barovian Wine Distillers Guild. Oh, Paulton, there's a wine distiller. Great. I mean, they're all dead, so who cares? And they finally are brought to or led to or sort of drawn to this crypt that's kind of it's not embedded in one of the pillars that support the ceiling of the catacombs it's recessed into a back wall of the catacombs but there is an epitaph on that crypt door and it says saint markovia that rings a bell for me right yeah it does yes you you were at the abbey of saint markovia yeah guys saint markovia is here like the one from the abbey do you think their dead body is valuable to us somehow? <laughs> I don't know. Open it up. Why don't you ask him some questions? Okay. Yes, yes. Make an I intelligence check uh, or uh, actually a religion check if you want, uh, Evelyn. Mm. Oh, man. I rolled the same. I keep rolling fours for religion, so that's a seven. Okay. That sucks. Yes, yes, it does. I'm real religious. <laughs> I'm going to walk. Can I walk up next to her and also do a religion check? Can she aid me in my religion? No, I want to I be better than you. <laughs> uh, I want to I know something about Lathander that you do. Uh, go, go ahead. Uh, so Strix, you're following and you're wading through uh, what appears to be like six inches of bat shit to keep up with her. Well, I mean, I'm uh, fine with that. Right. Um... <laughs> So uh, you guys come up behind her, and yes, you may make a religion check as well. <laughs> come on, now's my time to shine. Yes! <laughs> Do it. 21. What? Okay, you recall, uh, back when you, first visited, when you first visited the Abbey and you brought D.F.'s corpse there to be raised, there was a plaque uh, mounted on just outside the gate of the Abbey uh, that bears St. Markovia's name, and the plaque said... May her light cure all illness. Hmm. It said, I remember when we were at the Abbey, it said, may her light cure all illness. Well, I should know a lot about these saints that totally like Lathander. I'm just super smart. 
Yeah, you should totally go in there. Yeah, you should come over here, sick face. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if what you have is really an illness, but it's certainly worth a shot. Go, like, rub that dead body on you a little bit. Okay, I don't know if that's how it works, but it'd be funny to watch. <laughs> I like how anytime we flash back to something, it's always paired with, oh, yeah, that's when that terrible thing happened to Dia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come over here. Okay. Uh, no, I'll, I'll make my way over there. I'm like okay. completely intrigued because I also remember the Markovia Abbey that resurrected me in the first place. So I have some yes. this. Okay. Uh, you make your way there. Okay. I try to open it for him. Okay. Um, when you uh, uh, push the crypt door open, or pull it open, your choice, uh, you the crypt smells of roses. <gasps> And when you look beyond the door, <laughs> when you look beyond the door, you see a small claustrophobic crypt, about ten feet square, ten foot high ceiling. Uh, there is a marble slab in the, uh, rising up from the middle of the floor, and uh, some skeletal remains strewn upon it. Um, well, actually, no. Most of the remains have completely disintegrated. Uh, in fact, all you really see is a pile of dust on top of this marble slab. I approach it reverently and say a prayer of respect for the circle of life and how when the door closes on our life, another opens into the light, et cetera. All right. Can I do a religion check to see if I know anything about how St. Markovia uh, could cure wounds? Um, no, because she's not really a figure from your history. Um, Strix, how does St. Markovia <laughs> cure wounds and sickness? Uh, but um, I love that you asked me that. I'm very pleased. You I'm you sorry. instinctively uh, feel drawn to the dust. I go to it. Okay. You are now Maybe. standing over the slab and the dusty remains. Dieth, come breathe this in. What? It's du- I don't know. Just go like sniff it up. <laughs> Oh, go snort St. Markovia. Go snort some of this dust. I am not doing a line of Markovia. <laughs> not with that attitude, no. <laughs> just like, well, do you want a party or what? Like, come on. I like kind of giggle, but then I'm like, this deserves respect. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, would you like me to bless it for you first, Theath? Would that make you feel better? No, I think... No, I think we're jumping to conclusions. Is there anything about the slab or anything that we can kind of uh, check out? At a glance, um, it looks pretty ordinary, but you can inspect it more closely with a perception check. I will do that. I just kind of am like in this, I'm having this like spiritual moment that I don't really understand. So I just kind of like kneel by the slab and like concentrate and pray and think. So looking for more engravings or whatever, I got a 22 all right, DF is very, very uh, immersed in, in studying this. And Evelyn, as you kneel before the slab, uh, DF, you're initially so next or so interested in the slab itself, you don't even notice this, but a ghostly form appears above the dust. And Evelyn, it's so faint that you can barely discern more than part of a face. But from this apparition comes the faintest of whispers. Mm. It says, vampire must be destroyed. Yes. She says, present your weapon. 
okay. My, my back is turned. I'm like, hold on. I think I can find something. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I present Lightfall. I hold All right. Uh, the, the ghostly form, you can sort of see this hand manifest and reach out toward your axe. Ugh. All praise and glory to the morning Lord. And uh, it touches the axe and light spills over it. And it's at that time that DF, you, you see the light and you're sort of, you look up and there is this ghostly form of this faint spectral saint or woman um, that has just imbued Evelyn's axe with magical power. And Evelyn, your, your axe radiates like the sun momentarily and some of that light becomes captured within its form. St. Markovia, is this a weapon with which now to rid the world of the devil Strahd? Uh, and she says, <laughs> We can't hear you, Mark. Your mic is like. <laughs> I, yes, I know, exactly. barely <laughs> 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 hear her. I'd like you all to make perception checks. As she is fading away. Can I see her too? Yep. Okay, good. I was going to walk up and put my finger in the ashes, but I, I won't if there's a ghost. 12. Oh, wow. That's real bad. Uh, 15. Ooh, uh, six. All right. 10. So um, you hear her say, uh, Yield the weapon wisely, Lady Marthay. I will. Also, would you mind healing my friend before you go? She's gone. Dang it. <laughs> Thanks for the weapon. I'll praise to the morning. I'll praise to Lathander. Hallelujah. Uh, do you try touching my weapon? Maybe it'll help. I hold it out to him. What? Well, she blessed it, and she's the healing saint. Also, it's a brand new, fresh bless. There's, we can still throw the dust in Yeah, the like rub your face on it a little bit. Don't worry. Well, I mean, I've already been through enough terrible stuff. I'll just take off a glove and touch the broadside of her axe. Like, oh, there it is. Yep. Uh, nothing happens. Maybe no. you need to get closer to it. Can I scoop the dust into a potion? Whoa. Into like a <laughs> bottle? I do not see her do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you could sort of take up a, a pile of it and put cool. it in a bottle. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Evelyn, you become aware right off the bat that uh, you can cause the axe to uh, shed bright light or dim and dim light out to a certain radius. Um, but you believe that it has been imbued with a, a new ability. It has basically the same powers as a mace of disruption. Uh, when you hit a fiend or an undead with this magic weapon, that creature takes an extra 2d6 radiant damage. Jesus. And if it has 25 hit points or fewer after taking this damage, it must make a wisdom saving throw or be destroyed. Whoa. Oh, so it actually is light fall now. It does what it says. Awesome! I like hold it up and it goes ping, ping, ping. It shines. Yes, it shines with the light of the sun uh, uh, or it shines bright light out a 20 foot radius and then a dim light for another 20 feet beyond that. So it's very brightly lit in this crypt right now. I do like a like 
you know, a Zelda holding up a like in like Link holding up something out of a chest, like da na na na. I do like a little twirly dance, like da 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 da. And as soon as that happens, all of the bats in the catacombs behind you just start to freak out and begin. You just see a wall of black wings fill the catacombs behind you. They're celebrating. Isn't it grand? I don't think they're celebrating. Paulson, do you have any wine? I need, I'm going to hold out the potion bottle with the ashes in it and tell him to pour some wine in it. <laughs> I'm just I have an idea. Out. It's an idea. Just pour some wine in here. Did so, I see Did yeah. I see where she got that? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I just, I'm just looking at it like, um, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. Just pour this. some wine in there. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you you create this admixture of wine and dead saint. Yes, and, uh, and I'm gonna hold it out to death and say, "Fix yourself." Whoa! This Just is drink. the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, like not really, paying attention at all. I'm just magic, playing with my okay? weapons. I know magic. I I I do magic. I'm just saying. Look, bones and saints are very powerful. If you eat some of it, maybe it'll cure you. I'm I'm not a man of faith, but I mean I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can it get worse? Plus, she would have already gotten mad at me for taking it. So let's be honest here. She wanted me to take it because I've I'm already losing control of myself. The last thing I want to do is eat more people. Well, I mean, technically, it's a saint. So it's your second funeral. i'm like totally oblivious to their conversation i think they're watching me and i'm like look at how cool this is Strix is gonna look at you really close and go i do magic (laughs) you're like the face of rahadeen in their screen I'll take her stupid concoction. I just want to help my friends. All right. So you're holding this bottle with this stuff in it. Yeah. I step back a little bit, just like. <laughs> All right. I mean, <laughs> Chris is like, what am I going to I'm make happen? Turn, I'm just going to turn to Evelyn and go, hey, can you do a quick, quick prayer over here? Oh, sure. I'm always happy to do that. <laughs> I come over and I hold, I'm holding Lightfall like this because I'm like not even willing to put it away. I'm like a Chris, yep. you know, kid on Christmas. I just got this best toy. And I'm like, what do you want me to pray about? Uh, just say that may this uh, infusion of the saints heal our good friend who will continue to do good in the world and, and help defeat the devil Strahd if he is back to his normal state. Maybe just repeat that. Yeah. Okay. I think she's talking about infusion of power into light. <laughs> like, may, may the infusion of the morning Lord's power from your holy saint bring us, uh, what help him to, uh, uh, help, help us to defeat Strahd and, uh, may the light of the morning Lord shine forever and may our friend be healed. Oh, and also ask for forgiveness for drinking a corpse. Go, do it now. (laughs) Forgiveness for what? All right, so Diaf, you you drink the whole uh, concoction down, and it's boba tea. Yeah, it 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 tastes exactly how you would expect thousand year old dead saint to taste. It's all chalky and horrible, Um, but immediately uh, you are racked with staggering amounts of pain, and you whoops. Uh, convulse and sort of twist yourself up into a a, a little um, ball of, 
their, what their did you give him? More wine. Um, <laughs> get him to throw up. Um, so you're kind of like this half undead creature now, and this kind of saint of light has just been spilled down inside of you. Um, what have you done? <laughs> it was fun. I was just. This is. This work. is this is what it, you suddenly realize this is what it must feel like to be turned by a Oh, God. It's oh. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And you can't escape it. It's like eating you from the inside out. Uh, you can almost feel your skin wanting to erupt and tear itself from your body, leaving only the bones behind just yep. to get away from this horrible stuff that's churning inside of you. I don't know if I have tear ducts still. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the rest of you see uh, Diaf uh, convulsing on the floor, his uh, eyes bugging out, his big long ghoul tongue hanging out of his mouth. Um, you know, maybe I don't do magic that well. <laughs> I'm drinking my wine just like. At this point, uh, Evelyn, you can see that there's sort of like this hand-shaped swipe through the dust on top. <laughs> of <this laughs> Marble slab, uh, and you can see some of the dust is clearly missing. Do I have any idea what the remains of a saint would do to an undead? Uh, that would require a religion check, but I'm going to give you advantage. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nat one is the first, so let's hope the other one's better. Okay. Uh, fifth, no, 14. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you, yeah, you believe that the remains of a saint, much as Strix said, can have great power against evil, uh, like fiends and undead. They can be used to hedge evil creatures, keep them at bay. Um, they are known to have weird curative effects, although it can vary from saint to saint depending on their power. Um, so, so yeah. oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's no way to know specifically how St. Markovia's remains um, would, what effect they would have on a creature such as this. And as you mull it over, the is pain. there is uh, a way to find out. Yeah. We found out! As so, I I run over to him and I kind of like try to hold him while he's convulsing. And I'm like, there, there, just let it happen. Either you are about to be healed of this terrible affliction, or you are about to walk into the light, escorted by Saint Marthane. Just let it happen. Everything is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, anybody else want to do anything while DF is helpless and in agony on the floor? Nope. The bats still have you kind of trapped in the uh, the crypt right now because they're still going mad. I think we do we do have a healing potion. I think we got some healing potions with the stakes. I sing yeah. a hymn and rock so it. I'll give him a healing potion and be like, "Aha, whoops! Uh, this this one's a real one. It's not mine." Uh, so Diaf, you're lying on the floor and Strix has sort of unplugged <laughs> another bottle. She's trying to stop. Oh, we're going through this again, are we? <laughs> you won't be eighteen. Ah. <laughs> You're my friend. He's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, fine. Are you taking the potion, DF? I don't, I, I don't know if I, if I should. You're not sure you could either. I don't, I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think I can. Don't worry. <laughs> I, have, so I have wine. I have more wine. So if he does, right. croak, we can pour one out. Okay. No. Strix, save it for someone who isn't already doomed. You're not damned. Not with that attitude. I'll pour it in his eye then. All right. You start to douse him in the. I just potion. poured. It'll uh, absorb through your eye. The, the potion runs down your head and face, Diaf, as you're squirming on the floor, and you feel like you are doomed. This is the end. Uh, <laughs> I'm just. 
<laughs> just like, what is happening? <laughs> Not you guys, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, Strix, as you sort of do that, um, Diaf just coughs up this big spurt of black, horrible, horrible substance. And he just splatters it all over your face. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, and it begins to run. He begins to just sort of, uh, in his uh, seizure, start to churn out more and more of this horrible black. Okay, don't it's do it. evil coming out of him. Do it in the corner. I'm just talking to my couple friends. Praise the morning, Lord. I'm going to push him towards the corner. No. Don't, don't throw up on the saint either. They'll no be mad. More, no more morning, Lord. No more. <laughs> Should we like keep track of the the black goop in case he actually needs that? We don't have anything to do. Put cloak over it. I don't know. I just yeah. keep an eye on it. You can't you really tell the black goop from the the bat poo, so I think it's a lost cause. <laughs> well, there's no bat poo inside the crypts here. Oh, okay. Yeah, but now it's covered in black. We're gonna have to clean this up, or this lady's gonna be real mad. All right. I'm like rubbing his back, like the equivalent of holding back his hair. A drunk you know? person. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. The morning Lord is blessing you. Expel the evil from you. Praise the morning right. Lord. <laughs> so, yes, keep praying. Yes, yeah, pray. Yeah, right now, you're just uh, basically on your, your hands and knees spewing this bile up out of you. Um, Wishing for sweet release. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the rest of you can see that the bile is sort of a steamy, horrible, liquid evil stuff. Um, you see it sort of coalesce and begin to move about on its own on the floor. Uh, no, we got to kill that for sure. Dang, that's what I was talking about. I might run away. Okay. You're going to run through the bats? <laughs> <laughs> Is that your plan, Paulton? Run through the what? bats? Oh, no. I was saying the black goop might run away. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Keep okay. an eye on it. I, uh, while I'm still cheering on Diaz, I kind of try to just like chop at the black goo with my newly yes, lit okay. light fall. When you do, it seems to have no effect on the black goo, and you can see that the black goo is beginning to dissipate and seep into the stones of the crypt and the castle. No, well, that's fine. Um, and at last, Diaf, you have wretched up the last of it, and when the rest of you look on, you see that he has lost his ghoul-like count. <gasps> I'm I like right in his face. Like, I hate you guys. <laughs> it worked. No, I can do I'm magic. Dead. Just leave me to Strix, you're so magical. Praise the thunder. I'm dancing around with my axe. I, I think you look cool before. What? I think you look pretty cool before. I don't know. Maybe that's you're, just do you know that you're healed, Dia? You're not a ghoul anymore. What? What is your I, name? <laughs> Paulton, shut up. I'll do you know what gun. day of the week it is? Here, I'll, I'll pour some of Paulton's wine on the ground so he can look at himself in the reflection. I'll take off my gloves and examine my skin or maybe take out like my short sword and try to like reflect it using the blade at my face. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, when you, when you look, you can see that the, the, the normal living pallor has been restored to your features. You are not nearly the sunken, drawn, horrible half-undead horror that you've been recently. How old do I look? Uh, you look about 18. <laughs> <laughs> I go and hug him and spin right. him around with my little flingy, my flying boots. I'm like, yay! Praise right. Lathander! Um, I'm just going to um, look at the dust and be like, I won't take any more. I am so relieved. <laughs> like, legitimately relieved. I, like, I feel like I got my, uh, myself again. I've got my, mostly, I got my strength back. Mm-hmm. All right. Like uh, you, have to you have to thank this lady, Saint Marco. Oh yeah, you should pray for sure. 
I mean, I'm not doing that, but you praying is enough, Evelyn. Now I'll just be, I'll just say aloud, thank you. No, no she knows. That's she twice. should say it. No, she knows. That's twice I owe myself to save Markovia. <laughs> so after seeing the effects, should we like take more of that stuff? No, oh, leave it alone. No, nope. right. a little just... bit because I didn't die taking it the first time. No, okay. I think, I think uh, that's very wise. Strix, you are a more faithful servant of Lathander than I Don't touch I me. Don't talk to me. Okay. <laughs> so now that I even have this, it's not that this weird ghoul. This bod. Expunged. Yes. Do I still, uh, within myself, feel any other lingering effects, such as a strange power to possibly resurrect someone or hunger for corpses? Uh, <laughs> you, you have lost the hunger for corpses. You retain the power that you gave <gasps> powers. It's as if though <laughs> my dick, Dark Lord. Yeah. It's as if that it's as if uh, Saint Markovia has defied somehow the dark powers and excised them from your being, um, but you still have the benefit that they imparted. you. Saint Markovia is legit. Praise be to Saint Markovia. <laughs> Good job. Close enough. Ah, what should we do? Now you have a fancy spell on your axe. We should. We still need to find the bone room now that, I mean, we've got a fancy axe. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. The bone room was kind of your thing. Yeah, you're you're supposed to get a thing from this bone ossuary. I still feel like that's important. I have all these yeah. cool things. Well, Strix, uh, you do recall um, when Madame Ava was... Um, uh, drawing cards that these were she said these were weapons that could help you in the battle against Strahd. She never said you had to have it. Hmm. So it wasn't like you're gonna die. Right. Probably. It wasn't find this or die. Oh, okay. It was like I this mean, will this will make the battle easier. Oh seems like St. Markovia gave us a little leg up on top of that anyway. So St. Markovia is the best. Uh we're yeah. here the best way. If I just I'm, say if we run into the bone ossuary, if we find it, then great. If we yeah. defeat Strahd, then great. I would rather get out of here than have a fancy toy because the only thing that matters to me are these cobwebs. I'm just going to take them off and put them in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so, fine. I could probably do it on my own now that I have this amulet and this not, blessed axe. Let's not... Whoo, let's hey. just take it down a notch there, Lavander. Real, real quick, was there any was there anything left from that healing potion you attempted? No, she poured the whole thing over you. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> it got in your eyes though. I I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm restored. Evelyn has been imbued with this power. Let's kill us a vampire. Let's do it. So let's start heading our way back. Uh, if we, I still think we should try to find this bone ossuary because any and all help. We need any and all help. All of it, really. So I think we should try to attempt at the very least. Uh, we have at least one more doorway we can check, and there's also that bizarre plate in the center of the last room. So, other doorway? I guess so. Okay. I'm up for whatever. I'm feeling great. So in order to get back to that door, you have to go all the way back to the brazier room, which means crossing through the bats of the uh, of the catacombs, going back down that long hallway with the trap door in the floor, and then you'll be back there. All right. 
So uh, the bats are still in great distress, fluttering around the room ever since Evelyn unleashed that light and started to shout at the top of her lungs. Aww. Um, Woohoo! Uh, how would you like to deal with that? There are thousands, tens Aww. of thousands of bats. Gross. Someone light a torch. I light my axe. No, no, not. we don't need light. We need fire. Oh. I don't have any fire. A fire in the smoke should at least keep them away enough that we should be able to move through them. Yeah? Do you want me to fireball them? No, that's excessive. I have an idea. Oh, God. I approach the bats not getting too close. Yep. I hold out a hand and I say, Stop. (laughs) You're going to cast a gesture on every single bat? (laughs) <laughs> what happens <laughs> just just the king bat that's all yeah. <laughs> uh okay so uh palton holds up his hand and says stop uh when he does uh the bats uh begin to uh, thin out and disappear uh you see, you see them all kind of flutter off deeper into the catacombs um and uh away from you are you the Bat King? He's <laughs> like, well, my parents are dead, so. <laughs> no, no. It's like, why? Oh, shit, that works. Did you see down, that? Maybe they're down here somewhere. <laughs> did you, did, you, oh, did no. you see it? You're the Bat I King. That was, that was concerning. Why didn't you tell us you were King of the Bats? I didn't think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that happened. Are you some kind of Bat Whisperer? And I'm learning many new things about myself on this here trip we're on. That's good. Personal growth is so important in the light of the morning, Lord. Absolutely. I mean, but you've been to the castle before here. Have you seen these bats before? Maybe they know you. Do they know your name? Do you know me? Uh, The sound of the bats becomes increasingly more distant. Uh, You're not sure where they're flying to, but they're definitely getting farther away to the point now you can just sort of hear echoes of their shrieks. I don't think they're coming back. Just leave this room immediately. Okay. This could be weird recon bats. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll follow. Let's get out of here. Colton, you lead because I hate the fact that that worked. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Alton, you uh, blaze the way through the bat shit um, <laughs> back across the way you came uh, to the stone door that leads to the cobweb, once cobweb filled hallway, uh, now mostly clear. Uh, you can avoid the pit trap now that you know where it is and head back down the stairs into the room that used to have the brazier in it, but now has the weird door. And once you're there, uh, there is another door that you could try, or you could focus on the floor. What do you guys think? Floor or door? Floor. I think door, but I'm not partial to floors because I spend a lot of time on them. Colton? I'm barely here. Let's let's <laughs> let's go wherever. <laughs> I'm still on the bet thing, so um I You're riding that high still. <laughs> that was my highlight of the day. That was the, that was my one decision. Have you written a song about it yet? Because being the king of the bats feels like it's a good Thing to write a song about. I'd love to hear you sing it. (laughs) Oh, I like it. It's catchy. (laughs) I've never heard that song before. If we survive, then probably not. But yeah, let's go. All right, I choose door then because Strix is my BFF and friendship is important. All right, let's check the door. Yeah, door is great. 
being just as cautious as before. Right. And you searched the door for traps before DF and didn't find any. Right. It was not locked. That's correct. When you open the door, you see a staircase of ancient stone worn smooth. Thick dust covers its steps and cobwebs choke the passage. This is a long staircase. Actually, this is the spiral staircase. So, um, yeah. So, Shall we descend, my friends? It only goes up. It's Shall ascend. we ascend, my friends? <laughs> uh, I mean... Yes. Okay. Unless we want to go back. I mean, let's just do it. Okay. I start ascending. Okay. Just check for traps, DF. I'm good at that. Sometimes. I'll let him go ahead then. <laughs> you young, strapping, non-undead teen. Okay. Uh, the staircase leads up to a landing, and then there is a straight staircase up from that landing. Seems to uh, go up just to the edge of your light. Seems to go up to some sort of wall, um, like it just ends all of a sudden. And as you get up to this landing, a sickly mist begins to rise up and fill the staircase ahead. And that mist coalesces into the form of the vampire Strahd. No! No! Duh! You okay, see his, so his eyes. master. His eyes glow red with anger, and he calls down to you and says, Come on out, welcome. Whatever gods you believe in cannot save you now. No, oh, hello, my name is Rahadin. I, these are my prisoners. <laughs> you do not intimidate the king of bats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, woe is me. I'm the prisoner of Rahadin. <laughs> also... Good to see you again, sir. You're looking well. Everybody, <laughs> and roll, whoa. everybody roll initiative. What? Oh, 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 okay. We're just going right for it, huh? Yep. 12. 12. We're in a hallway? What is happening? No, we came up to the landing. Right. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, 20. 20 for DF. 12. 12 for uh, Paulton. 18. All right. Uh, DF. Hello. You are the first uh, to be able to act after. Okay, Strahd. so there is like a physical embodiment of Strahd in front of us, yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, he is higher up on the stairs than you, but he's about fifteen feet away. He just coalesced out of mist. I'll try diplomacy. <laughs> Good job. Balls. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, not in a great position to do anything. To, I'll, I'm just going to like run off to the side and kind of a, is there like are there pillars or columns or anything nearby? Or is it just, it's just a, it's just a straight stone staircase leading up to a dead end. All right. So I'll, I'll kind of like move to the side from the party. So we're not all grouped up and I'll just quick throw a, a dagger at him, I guess. Okay. Ah! Yep. Uh, make an attack roll. Just, ah, he's pissed. He does look pissed. Yeah. I know it's not going to do much, but. He does look pissed. Like, <clears throat> 18. Uh, yes, the dagger hits Straw dead center right in the chest, and it passes through him. And as it does, the Straw just turns to mist and is gone. Son of a bitch, I knew it. I would like uh, anybody who cares to to make an arcana check. I care to. Uh, 10. Yep. Oh, 
I got the best of 12. Are you guys Six kidding with- me? Six with my bonuses. Wow. Oh my gosh. I got oh, 12. Yeah, if you're the only one who sort of gets an inkling that maybe this was some sort of um, magic and not the real Strahd. Yeah, I had a suspicion of that. Who's with the ruse? I also want to point out the one, like the few times I actually throw my daggers and it hits something, it never matters. It's <laughs> 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 funny because it's true. <laughs> so the dagger goes through and dissipates. I'm like, you yeah. did it! <laughs> you killed Strahd! That was much killed, easier than anticipated. I killed Strahd. It was that easy. Okay, so either he's just delivering us a message or this is some kind of ward for this area. Right. If we're not welcomed here, he doesn't want us to be here. All the more well, going. In which case we should leave, because that is very rude. Wait I mean, a second, why did you say, how are you doing, sir, to him, Paulton? Ah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Answers to those questions. So we need answers and, now. You can't and, just say, "Oh, you doing, sir?" How's and more. It's like you're working a minimum wage job at the castle. Like, what is next, happening? I cast time. a zone of truth on him right now, like right this second. Okay. I saw him again because I was here. <laughs> Are you working for him? <laughs> Technically, I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Uh, are you betraying us, Paulton? I know you're not. I just want to ask you so that Strix can see it. Would it make things better if I said I betrayed Strahd? I mean, yes. Then there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's what happened. Strix, ask him all the questions you want while he's in the zone of truth so he can show you that he's a true lover of the light and loves no, the sun. It's, it's fine. I just want you to stop talking. How about this? Simple question. Paulton, are you yes. with us? Yes or no? Yes, sir. And we're good. Done. Go. Dissipate zone of truth. Okay. That was kind of a waste of a spell, but I just wanted us to all believe in each other. Hold hands and fly off to the night. (laughs) With a maniacal laugh. Paulton turns into a bat, which he could always do. (laughs) (laughs) What? And yells, King of Bats! I did a refresh of the page and it's just... Oh, they're resetting it now and Trevor is. There it is. You got it, Trevor. You got it. There it is. Oh, they're saying it's back now. Everyone's freaking out for no reason. We're good. We're good. (laughs) Hey, audience, we talked about you. (laughs) (laughs) The brief recap is that Paulton totally proved by not actually answering any of the questions that he was totally with us and not against us and therefore satisfied everyone that he's on our team, but not really, but we just kind of let it go. Not a single lie was spoken. Amazing. So at the top of the stairs is the secret door. DF, you find it, you're able to pull it open if you so wish. Oh, yeah, dude. Secret door's my jam. Yeah. When you do, you can see that it opens in one wall of a shadowy room in perfect order. (laughs) The only way to stop the party. (laughs) He's really just just a hacker, just like, I'm going to get you, troll. Right. This might change. The part's not my job. 
We're back, but we actually killed Paulton. Yes, he's, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's All right. dead. The truth was revealed, so we had to handle it. <laughs> we had to handle it. It was a good run for Paulton. <laughs> All right. I cried as I silently smothered him to death. (laughs) And then kissed him lovingly. Oh no, he's back. Oh okay. You're dead now. Sorry. Uh, Really? He would smothered you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So barring any future technical issues. So Evelyn, as uh, as Evelyn begins to survey the desk to see if there's any papers or other interesting things there, the rest of you see coming up out of the wa- out of the floor behind her a shadowy demonic form. It looks like that. Oh Ew. man, come on now. I'm going to go with the same initiatives we had previously. DF. Uh, uh, well, first thing is this thing takes Evelyn by surprise and uh, attacks her from behind with its claws. Dang it. Um, and it's going to hit you, Evelyn, uh, uh, for a total of 17 psychic damage. Whoa. Even though its claws uh, are sort of insubstantial and shadowy, they don't seem to be what's damaging to you. As it touches you, you feel it rip into your mind. Into my mind? Uh, it's, like your, it's like it conjures pain in your mind. Well, that doesn't feel good. And then DF, you are the first to be able to quickly react to this demon's presence. Um, how much damage? Sorry, fourteen. Uh, Seventeen. Uh, uh, I don't know if this works to put, take out the short sword and just leap forward and try to stab him. All right. Uh, just Evelyn. Right. Make your attack roll. Uh. <laughs> A non-magical weapon. Thirteen. That hits it. Wow. Uh, roll, roll damage. Would you say it's currently engaged with Evelyn? It is. Ally within five feet. Yes. Excellent. Gotta get all my d6s then for this sweet, sweet sneak attack. Uh, roll your uh, weapon damage and keep that separate from the sneak attack damage because the weapon is going to be halved. Okay, red damage will be over here. So that'll, that'll be my weapon. This is sneak attack. Oops. Two, four, eight. Fourteen for the sneak attack. And five for weapon damage. Yeah. I'm sorry, how much was that? Five weapon damage, 18 uh, sneak attack. All right, very good. Uh, so your weapon doesn't, do, doesn't have as great an effect as you would have hoped, uh, but it still damaged it. Uh, enough to sort of tear through its shadowy form. And a quick recap um, for folks who had a bit of a twitch glitch. Uh, so since the Zone of Truth spell was cast, it's doing it again. Yeah, it is. Right. Oh, no! Yeah, crap. Let's just have all the party lay here like we're dead as a <laughs> Just keep trolling people. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just spend the rest of the episode playing dead. Yeah, <laughs> we're right different now. ways that we Just died. <laughs> we're good. We're good again. We're good. All right. So uh, before we uh, suffer any further twitch glitches, uh, where we are with the party is after Evelyn cast the zone of truth and confirmed that Paulton wasn't lying. Um, no lies were spoken. Uh, they went up to the top of the staircase where Diath opened a secret door into an office, of some kind, and a neatly appointed office. And as Evelyn went to inspect the desk. A shadow demon arose up behind her and started to attack her with its shadowy claws. And Diath just struck it with his 
with his short sword, uh, not doing as much damage as he'd like, but still doing a significant amount of damage to this demon. Strix, what do you do next? I was mostly confirming right. whether or not we could actually physically hit it. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, do I know this is a demon specifically? Uh, you do. All right. I've, have I seen them before, possibly? Yes. All right. Um, so this is like I'm, Shadow Demon from the old cartoon series. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to like, I'll just look at him as scary as I can in my okay. like Rahadim guide and just tell him, uh, the master doesn't want you in his office. I already told you that. Back to the abyss with you. <laughs> Make a, uh, she's the best. She's so good at this. Intimidation check. <laughs> I'm also speaking demonic as well. Excellent. Sixteen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.